0: Hello, my Lieblings. This is Sean Doyle coming to you with Babe. Today, I tell a tale of horror and regret. So, I think it's funny when I say coming to you as well. (laughs) I, I think it's funny when I say don't go anywhere, stay tuned, because again, there's not a commercial, so where would you go? And now, coming to you. Yeah, I'm not coming to you, actually. I'm not allowed to leave my house. I'm not allowed to leave uh, my front porch. I guess I could walk out onto the sidewalk and walk through the community. I'm not allowed to drive in uh, a car. I'm not allowed to drive a car. I said to Eric, well, Eric said, you know, we could walk to Starbucks, you know? And I said, yeah, but like, what if I fall into a ditch or get hit by a car? He's like, you know what? You're 46. Have you ever been hit by a car or fallen into a ditch. <laughs> she really had a point. So while I could probably walk to Starbucks safely, I don't know if I want anyone to necessarily see me. If you could see me now, what you would see is a man in a neck brace with pigtails, that's a good look, too, in sweatpants and a T-shirt. So this is, this is as I know the Met Ball was last night, right? And everyone's talking about What were they wearing to the Met Ball? Well, I'll tell you what I'm wearing. A black T-shirt, old navy sweats, pigtails, and a neck brace. So I don't, this is, and this is how I would go to Starbucks too. I don't give, I give zero fucks anymore what I look like. That's something that happens to you when you're a parent. And that's kind of what I wanted to talk about today. Ugh. So when I, when I think of parenting, I don't think of horror and regret, but there are some aspects of it that I would like to share with you. So if you're a parent, you're going to nod and know what I'm talking about. If you've never been a parent before, much of what I'm about to tell you will scare you into ever or reaffirm your decision to never have children. So this is really a podcast for everyone today, for parents and and the childless alike. So settle in. Eric and I had about two months before between the time that we met Jackson's birth mom and the time he was born. So we had a, a nice buffer of time to make ourselves completely question every decision that we've ever made about anything ever. Certainly not the decision to adopt a baby, but what color should we paint the room and do we need a, a diaper genie? And you know, uh, sh- how soon should we take him out of the house? Who's our, our pediatrician going to be? You know, we two months is a good amount of time, but I can't imagine nine months of asking yourselves these questions. That That's some bullshit right there. Nine months is way too long to be thinking about this this child that's about to enter the world. I think two months is pretty good, but we managed to, you know, drive ourselves crazy anyway. So during that time... I thought it was one of the most important things to do for our child. It was to create him a, a playlist for when he was falling asleep. A carefully crafted, each song, a love letter to my child type set list. So I started putting these great songs that I imagined that we would rock him to sleep, you know, at two and three in the morning listening to Cat Stevens or James Taylor or Carol King singing Alligators All Around. There were even songs from the Beaches soundtrack. My set list was beautiful. But then I had some rather peppy songs that I wanted to include too, like Sunshine and Lollipops by Leslie Gore or uh, Downtown by Petula Clark, you know, for when we're driving downtown. So this is more of Jackson's happy playlist. So I've got Jackson's mix, Jackson's playlist. I'm, I'm adding songs, deleting songs, trying not to cross over songs. I realized to, to, to my shock and horror that It's a Small World was on both tracks. Who wants to fall asleep to that that has to go on the happy track? So I'm, I, life sometimes can be orchestrated through a playlist, I thought. And so I'm creating this playlist and hoping that these are the songs that we are going to uh, rock him to sleep with. And I found that when Jackson was born, well, I forced this playlist on him from the minute he emerged. We were, I was holding my phone over him playing Silly Love Songs by Wings. Uh, so that's what he was born to, was Wings, which is fine with me. And then uh, as they were cleaning him off, we were listening to Baby Mine, uh, Bette Midler singing from the Beaches soundtrack. And I'm like, this is, this is how his whole life is going to go, and I'm going to orchestrate it. So you can sort of see where this is going. I had a vision for how things were going to go. And at the beginning, when it's a newborn, your vision, because the baby doesn't do anything for the first three months, you know? They they barely, they smile because they're gassy. They're not looking at you because they can't see but an inch from their face. So they're not really looking at you either. So they really don't have any thoughts, hopes, dreams, desires. They're just kind of... Uh, you know, hanging out, waiting for four, five, six months where they start laughing and, and doing things. But one thing that Jackson responded to that was pretty amazing was the song Everything's All Right from the Jesus Christ Superstar uh, original soundtrack. I, I know I know that there are people who like the the film soundtrack, the original soundtrack. Now we have the, the new soundtrack with John Legend and Sarah Barry Ellis, which we can talk about later. And we will. But um, so the soundtrack, he found one that he really liked, and it was Everything's All Right. So as the, the music would start, he would fall asleep. If he were crying, the song would start, and his eyes would close. It was almost like flipping a switch in his brain, and all it took was Everything's All Right, sung by Yvonne Elliman. Later, I actually wrote Yvonne Elliman a letter via Facebook, saying, this is a picture of my baby, and he loves your voice, and it's like flipping a switch. And guess what? That bitch didn't write back. She don't care. How many people write Yvonne Elliman letters every day? I think one, and it's me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so anyway, this song really was, uh, was like a parlor trick. We could bring it anywhere. We could show our friends, hey, see how our baby's crying right now? Watch this. And the music would start... Asleep. Sometimes it would take longer, and I would find myself counting the Everything's alright, yeah, everything's alright, yeah. At the end, there were like 27 of them, and it would get quieter and quieter. And sometimes we would leap over into another part of the soundtrack and play I Don't Know How to Love Him which is not really uh the, the lyrics are rather adult for a, a newborn baby. I've had so many men before. I would always turn my head in shame when I sang that part to my son. He he really liked the Mary Magdalene segments of uh of uh Jesus Christ Superstar. So my playlist was mostly ignored. I think he liked the Barbara Streisand medley from "Color Me Barbara," the Animal Crackers in My Soup medley. He liked the the Big Bad Wolf, also by Barbara Streisand. He liked there was a lot of tickling involved uh, when the wolf would blow the house down. You know, my my playlist I found was really more for me than for Jackson. Like this is what I thought was going to be in the background, and really all I heard for the first three to six months was "Everything's All Right" from uh, JCS. So. I still have the soundtrack, and I'm going to force it on him later in life, too. Like, this is a good one from Free to Be You and Me. What do you think of Helen Ruddy singing Dazzle Day? That's on the happy mix. But again, this is 2018. <laughs> He's a little boy, and I don't know if he wants to hear as much Bette Midler as I want him to hear. So, so the, the playlist is something that I started to learn, hey, I'm a dad now. I might not be able to orchestrate the way every minute of this child's life goes. And that's pretty fucking scary, I will say, um, when I think about him growing up. But for now, it's it's been pretty simple. And it started with the playlist. I also created, uh, because he got pretty visual early on with my phone, playing games where you would pop bubbles and and uh, try to take little circles and, and bring them into a bigger circle and excellent for your hand-eye coordination, I told myself. But you know what it wasn't excellent for? Or you know what else it was excellent for? Creating a a, a junkie, uh, someone who, who cries like he's got a monkey on his back when I take my phone away from him. He is uh, beyond hysterical when my iPhone goes away. It's broken. I'm charging it. Uh, and he's only two and a half. So Uh, It's my fault. I did this to my child. I I don't want him near screens. I want to be that dad, you know. We don't do screens. But every once in a while, you need to get shit done. And that means plopping your kid in front of a TV to watch a YouTube video or Peppa Pig or some kind of crazy bullshit on the Disney Channel, including, uh, and this is probably singularly for parents out there, the hot dog song from the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. (laughs) He loves that. So anyway, I uh, created a a video playlist, Jack's playlist of YouTube videos that I wanted him to become obsessed with. I wanted his world to be full of technicolor and wonder. Things like vintage Sesame Street, like the Ladybug's Picnic, or um, the Alphabet Song, or uh, Madeline Kahn and Grover. Uh, singing together. So there's lots of old Sesame Street on there. Uh, the pinball number count is on there. So I thought, you know, the little orange that sings me, uh, me, 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 me. Something from Carmen, I think. Um, just really weird stuff that I thought he would love. And free to be you and me, uh, Marlo Thomas, and uh, singing uh, about William's doll, and and uh, Roberta Flack and Michael Jackson singing When I Grow Up. I also threw in some Mickey and Judy from Strike Up the Band. I thought that would be good because little little kids love uh, when they put on a show in the barn. Uh, Bette Midler singing Friends uh, I thought would be a good addition. Uh, Barbara Streisand singing People. Like, I wanted him to just stare at this stuff and and love it. And I was pretty sure uh, that he would. I put some Disney stuff in there, but not the typical Disney stuff. I had, like, footage of the Main Street Electric Light Parade or a ride through Mr. Toad's Wild Ride in HD, hoping that uh, he would just be glued to this stuff. And so the one thing that he really got into was the Golden Girls theme. That, I must say, he, from from birth (laughs) until last night, has heard in our home over and over again, day after day, since the day he was born. There has not been a day, unless he's been staying with grandma and grandpa, that he has not heard the Golden Girls theme or been exposed to an episode of the Golden Girls. So, He can identify all four golden girls. He can um, sing, he sings like the last word of every line. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down the road and back again. So it's like the last word. Uh, And that was the first video in my my mix for Jack's videos. I had um, Judy Garland singing the trolley song. But once we got real, and started watching youtube he started pointing at other things things that daddy didn't want him pointing at like elmo if you've if you've been uh witness to elmo's antics on sesame street you'll know that it's it's one of the most ingratiating voices ever to be produced by a puppeteer and i hear that that this elmo is a second elmo the first elmo was arrested for like, fucking around with kids or something, like, really bad. So I even question Elmo now, like, is, is he appropriate for my child? But he loved Elmo. So there's Elmo singing with Jason Mraz. There's Elmo singing with Dave Matthews. I'm like, this is pretty cool. So we started to fall down the Elmo rabbit hole Sesame Street Modern Day has some really cool stuff, like uh, Burt singing—well, actually, all of them singing with uh, Janelle Monae uh, or Jimmy Fallon singing the Sesame Street song. So I thought, I can get into the Sesame Street stuff. It's not Madeline Kahn, but I, it'll do. So as we're watching, it, it makes other suggestions. And one day, I heard coming out of the, my phone, actually— uh, a, a, a song that would grow to haunt me for the rest of my life. And it goes like this. Daddy finger, daddy finger, where are you? Here I am, here I am, how do you do? It's, it's sung in, I'm sure you just pulled over because you can't, you can't continue to drive your car. You were cooking dinner and now you, you just burned yourself because the horror of what I just sang you is is too raw yeah so there's this daddy finger mommy finger bullshit that it's a it's a human hand sometimes it's an animated hand with like a mommy a daddy a sister a brother and a baby on each finger and they go through every one and it's usually a voice it's it's Japanese English like it's an it's in English but with with a Japanese accent and so I can't tell where these are being filmed but there's daddy finger and then there's there's people that paint each finger a different color so it's green color green color where are you so that's the green finger uh yellow color and and so my kid knows his colors and his family members but this daddy finger shit is crazy i was at trader joe's buying all kinds of little cookies and crackers and clearly i had a kid and the the cashier was like hey man i got a kid too you know it's getting nice outside i'm sure you want to get out and play sick of him watching TV. I said, yeah, I'm sick of my kid watching TV too. There's some weird shit out there. He's like, yeah, what the fuck is up with this daddy finger? And I said, you know about daddy finger too? Uh, my, my friend Lauren actually posted a picture of a mommy finger mug that can be bought. So clearly I'm not the only one to ever hear of, of daddy finger and mommy finger. So while I wanted him to watch the trolley song from meet me in St. Louis, we've, we've, fallen so far down the rabbit hole that we're watching mommy finger and daddy finger and all these really fucked up ways to learn colors soccer balls and dinosaurs and and horses and cows that that walk into stalls and all of these colored balls fall on their head and it's all computerized and it's all got really really weird music in the background too There's also lots of videos of kids playing in places like Bounce Magic, just other people's kids playing while your kid sits in, uh, you know, a confined space, like a shut-in, watching other kids play. Like, we could go to a place or we could just watch this. And the fact is, I don't know how to hide this stuff off of YouTube now. So um, this is where the regret and horror come in. I regret ever showing my son a phone, a, a, t- a television screen, a, a YouTube video. We have Roku, so we can watch Netflix and YouTube and Hulu on our TV. So when I'm, con- when I'm controlling it, I tell them that, that some of these are broken or that we're only going to watch the top row of videos, which is like the stuff I can tolerate. There's really some good stuff out there on Sesame Street. There's Mondo. A, uh, a Hispanic guy with great hair who likes to sing about how beautiful his skin tone is and, and about um, the quinceañera of Rosita, who's a Latinx puppet of uh, sort of a gender-fluid Latinx. I think the most messed up thing we've come across since we've been watching YouTube is blippy. I shudder at the very word. Blippy is a, a, a person, a man, a real a live human who wears um suspenders and an orange bow tie and a cap and big orange glasses. And I really don't know what Blippy's around for. Colors, he teaches colors. You know what? Kids know their colors. They they they'll figure it out. There's so many videos about learning colors. And Blippy goes to uh, children's play parks and indoor, outdoor. Play parks and squeezes himself through tunnels and jumps on the trampolines and goes into the ball pit and woohoos and does all this crazy stuff. And uh, he is insufferable. I'm sure he's a very nice person. I actually Googled who is Blippy? <laughs> Which amazingly didn't show up as the top search on Google, but I wanted to know, like, why would a grown man decide to turn this into a, into an industry? Um, my kid loves him, though. My kid loves. He begs. He cries for Blippi. Uh, he he calls him Whoopy, but no, he's asking for blippy. And uh, one of the blippy videos has him out in a forest with a stolen lunch, and he summons two kind of hot cops. And these cops are like, hey, something what's wrong? I'm like, this is the, exactly how a gay porn starts, allegedly. So I, I actually tuned in for that, ish, that episode of Blippy. But I guess I want you to know that sometimes you need to get shit done. I need to run downstairs and not be afraid that my kid's going to follow me and topple down. I need to open an oven and and take out some food and not worry that my child's going to crawl into a hot oven. Because usually he's about a foot away from us at all times. So... You put on some television, and I swore I was going to be the parent who did not do this to their child. I am not going to have him be addicted to television, as I was as a small boy. Um, I'm not going to hand him my phone or a tablet. Uh, He is going to, if he is going to watch, he is going to watch Mickey Rooney and Judy Garland do the Lakanga, but no we've got Blippy, we have mommy finger we've got Johnny Johnny yes papa which is okay I'll just I'll I'm gonna sing it for you and I really I hope that you're okay after I do this good it goes like this Johnny Johnny yes papa eating sugar no papa telling lies no papa open your mouth ha 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 what the fuck So now, my son, instead of begging to see Judy Garland and Mickey Rooney, which I I prayed he would grow into, is just, he wants Johnny Johnny, yes, Papa, Johnny Johnny. Or he wants uh, Daddy Finger. Now, believe me, I've been around for a long time. There was a time where the words Daddy and Finger together meant a completely different thing than what it means to me now. (laughs) Oh, how the mighty have fallen... Jackie spends most of his day at daycare, where they're not watching TV or, or looking at phones. You know, they're interacting, humans interacting with each other, getting social skills and playing with blocks and, and, and doing fun stuff with sand and art, throwing the ball around. So that's, that's his day, his, his full day. And that's eight or nine hours that he spends there. So when he gets home and I need to throw a meatloaf in the oven... which has never happened, by the way. I don't know why I had conjured up that image, but yeah, I've got to cook something or run downstairs and, and, and do something or run outside and take the garbage out. Uh, yeah, that, that Roku's going on on occasion. And I know there's better stuff out there. There's, oh my God, have you heard of Yo Gabba Gabba? That's some outer space, crazy shit. Um, and you know Oswald and Peppa Pig and the Backyardigans. There's there's lots of great stuff out there that's better than Daddy Finger. <laughs> I can't even say those words together without oh, God picturing Bear Week at uh, in P Town. But anyway, uh, I, I'm okay with it. I'm okay, but I do regret it. I do. If I could start over again, I would. I would be have less screens. The horror, I think, comes from uh, the fact that I can't control what's going to happen in my son's life. I can I have there are things I can control, of course, but I I will not be able to just like the playlist and Jack's mix on YouTube, I will not be able to control everything in a in a beautiful tableau like I like I did in my mind. And as a parent, that's really it's exciting because he needs to find out this stuff on his own, but it's also really scary. Like you know, going out there and getting your feelings hurt and being rejected by people and not getting into the school of your choice and and uh, you know growing up and uh, we have this this fear in our house that you know as much as we try to control things that he's just going to one day decide that it's travel hockey he's into. <laughs> Uh Eric and I as hockey dads at uh, five in the morning, uh, getting all the equipment into the SUV and heading to the rink and sitting at the rink watching Jackson uh, scrimmage. Is that a word? Um, would be so foreign to, foreign to us. Like, that, there's where the horror lies. Um, I, I'd like a sport that's less expensive than hockey. Like, what about swimming? It's such a weird shift in parental thinking. Like, If my son grows up to be gay, of course I will accept him. If my son grows up to be transgendered, if he is transgendered, of course we would accept him. If my son decides that he doesn't want to be a Unitarian Universalist like we are, uh, I would support him. But the fear of travel hockey (laughs) consumes me at night. Because, again, I might not be able to orchestrate the way... Jackson William Leon Berger Doyle's life is going to go. Just as I failed with the playlists, uh, I may fail to direct him. Uh, It's You know, when I think of my parents, I went to Catholic grade school, Catholic high school, and my mother still looks at me in disgust when I think of all the money we wasted on Catholic school for me to become a Unitarian Universalist. uh, It shocks her to the core. So I think letting go of the idea that you're some sort of grand maestro who can conduct the way everything is going to go in your life or in your child's life. Letting go is oh, its so freeing, man. I'm just so chill about everything. So, yeah, <laughs> absolutely not true. It's the Xanax talking. But uh, I'm going to let my kid be who he needs to be. Sometimes screens, sometimes no screens. Sometimes organic food, sometimes ho-hos and Lay's potato chips. Somebody told me the best advice, the best parenting advice they could give me is just love the fuck out of your kid. Just love that kid more than anything in the whole world. And anything else you do will come secondary. So that's what I'm going to do. I got to go now. I got to go love my kid. All right. I'll see you next time. Talk to you later. Bye.